online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. Gene Genie, David Bowie, welcome to the Russell Brand Show on Radio 2, and here's your host, I am. Also <laughs> speaking to me from London, it's Matt Morgan. You're right, Matt? Yes, very well. Ah, oh, good old life. We didn't have a show last week, did we? No, because of uh, brilliant competition. Eurovision. That's what is that to unite the war after the uh, not the unite the war. That's already happened. It's to unite Europe after a war, isn't it? Well, is that why it was invented? Yeah, there's a lot of bad feeling after the old war. What if everyone's shooting each other and all that shouting? So they thought, what we'll do is some sort of Eurovision contest. But why vision, even? Why Eurovision? vision? Yeah. That's it, the wrong sense. Because it's on the television? Eurovision. Eurovision. Yeah. Hang on, you're, Euro that's not listen. right. It's nothing to do with the war. It is, mate. Why, so it was on in the 50s? A lot of good men died, Matt! I you know. are dancing on their graves. <laughs> now then, it's going to be a hell of a show. Later on, we may or may not have Noel Gallagher, depending on whether he turns up. Apparently, he's on his way to Soccer AM. He said he might pop in and see Matt. Trouble is, Matt's not in the normal Westwood studio. Are oh, you, Matt? You're in some other place, aren't you? I'm in another place. So, so how's it going to get older, mate? Well, it's interesting, as a matter of fact, he'll be able to get hold of you by ringing him up as soon as I give him your number, the minute I let go of my petty, jealous mind and my anxious fear that once you used to have the direct means to communicate with each other, that I'll be snipped out of the arrangement like a little foreskin. <laughs> that so silly. So, um, yeah, it's his 40th birthday coming up soon, isn't it? Oh, God, really? Yeah, he said that he goes... Uh, it's my 30th. 40th. What? Oh, yeah. When? August? That's yeah. ages. Well, That's not, not really. coming up soon. That's ages away. Don't have to start worrying about that yet. Anyway, so Noel Gallagher may or may not turn up. If he doesn't, we'll ring him up on the telephone. Uh, we've got some interesting things to discuss, right? Because uh, like, I've been reading the news, things like that. And so I want to discuss things like that with you, Matthew. Stuff, what's been going on in the world. Okay, and Mr. also I want to thank... Mm, yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I've got my bloody eye on the pulse. Let me tell you that, my <laughs> eye is right on the pulse. I don't know whether it's alive or dead, but my eye on half hurts. And I'd like to thank people for my glorious gifts. Here is my gift list. In one way, I'm thanking people. In another way, I'm encouraging further people to send more gifts. This is uh, Marianne, a.k.a. Pygmy Metal. She sent me some really nice chocolates. Like, they chocolates arrive with a bag of ice inside as well. I don't mean ice in the Hawaii sense, e.g. crystal meth destroys lives. I mean ice in the good old-fashioned Mr. You know, Whippies type style way. Mind you, there's a lot of deaths associated with the ice cream fan industry we've been learning week on week. Get on with and your list. And she sent me Ghostbusters because of we've been getting a bit obsessed with... da 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 if you're busting ghosts dum, dum, in your neighbourhood, here comes some bloody ghosts. Oh no, it's a bloudy ghost. So she said we ghostbusters one or two, uh, one and two, not one or two. You don't have to decide. It's not some sort of odd dichotomy. And um, also, I got someone sent me all of Harry Hill TV burp series that they've ever been. That was a really good thing to send what? me. What they've someone made it themselves a DVD. Yeah, I think they probably got off the telly or something, because at the end of it you see Philip Schofield come up with uh, Holly Willoughby and go, coming up next, it's ice dancing and that. That's mm -hmm. illegal and they should be tracked down. 
Track down it's Purple theft. Monkey. Purple Monkey, you are stealing people's revenue. He wanted to get his hands on some, uh, what was it? Hold on, I've got a letter from him here. Where is it? Oh, God, I'm not Jimmy Savile. It's, Hi, Russell. <laughs> After hearing your show on Saturday the 5th and hearing your plea for Harry Hill's TV burp, I'll give you all six DVDs. There is no region lock <sighs> on the disc. They should work out. He knows what he's doing, this lad, doesn't he? He's good. I would, however, yeah, he's good. He could get, get me apprentice, Purple Monkey, if that is your real name, which I doubt. I would appreciate something from you, if possible. I want you to kill my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, I'm too deep. Too deep. I'm not going in that deep. Uh, uh, it goes, I hadn't listened to your show till a few months ago. The first time I heard it was when you were on about sexually abusive dolphins. Oh, Matthew, that seems but the twinkling of an eye go, oh, doesn't glory it? Glory days for some. Glory days, many would say, yeah. Uh, I didn't download that podcast. Can you provide me with that and any previous shows? I'd be dead appreciative. Also, bloody hell, any other any other radio shows from the six music days would be great i did enjoy uh, hearing you and matt victimizing that other fella that used to be on the show all the best purple monkey that'd be dear trevor of course now purple monkey we can arrange you those things we will do but i don't know if you've sent us oh yeah you have sent us your telephone number all right marsha marsha's here my assistant marsha we send that lad all those things he required and i want the apprentice off of him how is marsha uh, how's that going Marsha's quite well. She got stung by a jellyfish the other day, right up the leg. Oh. Yeah, she was, she's been going out surfing. On sur not with Mike, my, my uh, surfing structure. I wouldn't tolerate that. She goes uh, with another fella. But like she said, uh, like a little, like, you know them jellyfish what look like a lampshade with all bits dangling off them? They all look like that. All right. Well, one of them then. It got her right up the legs. And then she, so she's been hobbling around trying to get attention out of it. She's right as rain. Uh, I did suggest to her that the only proper cure... <laughs> is to urinate on her and she said would you do it in a cup first i said no i'm only doing it if i do it directly love <laughs> i'll do it right to her over yeah read the small print <laughs> read it read your contract dear it's very clear any jellyfish things you'll be smothered in whittle um so yeah I how is mike how's your love affair with mike I told him. I told him everything. I told him about this radio show. I've got his phone number. I could ring him up. I go to him. Oh, but I sort of, I was able to couch it in a kind of like, oh, I'll do this radio show on Radio 2. Oh, it's 88 to 91 FM. Why'd you say, oh, oh, I'll do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, because that is how men communicate, Matthew. Perhaps you've not picked that up in your Crafts Magal <laughs> lessons or whatever it is you do every Saturday night, obbling around, elbowing people night. in the chin so you can relax in a tube station for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right, but what we guys do is go, oh, all right, each other, oh. how are you, each other? <laughs> um, like, Mike, Mike, uh, anyway, because I was trying to make it sound, I didn't want to sound like I was, oh, You enough, probably I, made so. him so uncomfortable, and you think, yeah, yeah, that, right. that went down pretty well. <laughs> Mike's left the production for some reason. I, I <laughs> no bet he packed a suitcase, and it was so fast, it was still clothes hanging out the sides of it. <laughs> he was just holding it, clutched to his chest in an airport. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just scamping off like the little stobo he did off to teach people surfing in another land where he feels safer and more relaxed. No, he goes, oh, that's, uh, that sounds great, man. Yeah, that sounds real funny. I goes, oh, why don't you come as a guest on the show? He goes, oh, I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that. No, he didn't. He goes, that he might. So I've got his phone number. Well, you Mark told him you're in love with him. I didn't say I was in love with him. I goes, oh, as a joke on the show, I pretend like that I've got a bit of a crush on you as a joke and everything. Of course I haven't. And then I sort of emphasised my womanising reputation in Blighty. Showed him some newspaper clippings and uh, some of the league tables, league tables from my younger years. And um, Have you, you know, got newspaper clippings? 
I bet you I've have. Not got... I bet you've got a <laughs> scrapbook over there. Oh, <laughs> sit down next to someone at a park bench. Oh, just going through the old scrapbook. <laughs> oh, this is a funny one from last year, actually. <laughs> There's a show called the Jonathan Ross Show in England, and many people say that was a revelation but when I was a on it. A grubby little scrapbook, all Pritz stick. <laughs> I bet you just stick some in with bogey. <laughs> I'm like a sort of aggressive Forrest Gump sitting next to people <laughs> on park benches showing them my past glories. So, all right, later on, we've got lots of people to thank. We might ring up Mike, the surf instructor. Depends how he feels. Could do, couldn't we? We could ring him up, see see if he answers the phone. If not, I'll leave him some sort of message. Uh, we'll try and get Noel to turn... Noel might turn up in the studios. If he don't, we're going to ring him. Keep sending us your text messages and emails because I've got loads of brilliant ones. Yeah, I really like this one, Matthew, from... Craig, right? This is some lad. Hello there, Russ and Matt. We are incredibly uh, sorry to hear about the death of the wonderful pet goldfish, Christoph. R.I.P. Tip of 40 to the curb. Christoph, our goldfish, died. But me and my mate may be able to bring you a bit of light at the end of this very dark tunnel. When we was in Barcelona the other week for a school trip, me and my mate brought a hamster from a crazy market stall selling all kinds of wonderful creatures. That's on uh, Las Ramblas in Barcelona. They sell all sorts of fish, birds, exotic things, and you think, oh, this is exciting. But you also think, like, it's a bit wrong. But when I was little, Matthew, as you know, I was well into the animals and that. And like, I kind yes. of, it's exciting to see, oh, hey, me, I'm like a young Gerald Durrell. <laughs> but like, if I um, see things like that, I find it very exciting, the idea that you're allowed to just buy an animal. Like, I'm still a bit excited. I remember being 14 and like first buying gerbils, rabbits, all that. 14, I was like a mate, one man hunting them. You had those what? rats when you were about 25, 26. That was true. Yeah. Them lovely little guys. I wonder what happened to them. Anyway, mm. let's carry on with this email. <laughs> let's, ca let's carry on with this email. But, uh, anyway, so this Where's lad... You, on... Do you miss your cat? Yeah, I really miss him. Morrissey, my cat. Yeah, people like uh, Sharon, uh, who, my stylist, and Lynn, my housekeeper, have been sending me photographs of him and that. In the new, you know, because my house is... I've got a new house now. It's being decorated. Oh, what, so, so Morrissey's living in the new house? Morris is there living on his own He now. must think, hang on, he's gone, he, what must he think? His owner's gone and now he's living in a mansion. He thinks he's the fresh prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> he's a bonkers little cat. He goes around <laughs> in a gold chain, rapping and bothering his butler. Um, yeah, so look, this carries on, this thing. We, when we was in Barcelona the other week for a school trip, me and my mate bought a hamster from one of them crazy uh, market stalls. We called it Messi after the uh, Barcelona striker. We kept it in the hotel room the whole week and managed to keep it a secret from our foolish teachers. <laughs> I like his arrogance there. <laughs> he's damned his teachers. But when we had to go home, we left it on the windowsill in the hotel and we're curious <laughs> about what kind of lifestyle it is now living <laughs> they must wonder what it's doing just eating paella and that and getting off with flamenco dancing you're leaving something on a windowsill that's pretty that's a bit irresponsible why not I leave him on the once. floor I think it was in a cage, probably. Oh, right. On the windowsill. Not just scuttling back and forth. I think it was on a cage, on a windowsill. Then, like, you know, the maid will find it. Hopefully it's not the maid out of Tom and Jerry. She used to hate them things. <laughs> Thomas! <laughs> I hope it's one who's got a bit of a nicer attitude towards the rodent community. I, do you remember when I um, had them giant snails, Matt, when we first met? I yes, did leave them in the hill Yes. <laughs> yes. Just, we, to I don't augment know your personality. That. Yep, the old personality. The hey, old I got these giant snails. I'm a wacky guy. Who knows what I'll do next with these giant guys? Look at them. They're much <laughs> huger than a regular snail. I'm pretty crackers. 
I had Ben snails. It was a, during for a mouth, and me, we had to go to Dublin, so it was flying around with these snails and everything. I showed Matt them on the back of an aeroplane where we were sat. We had a little bit of a chat about it, bonded over it a little bit. Travelled the rest of Britain, going around making people eat our boiled eggs and throw up to publicise the forthcoming series of Jackass that hadn't been launched in the UK yet. Then eventually, the snails got a bit too much pressure, so I left them at the Hilton Hotel in Leeds. And then while I was doing a gig in the middle of uh, Leeds Shopping Centre, normally they're called the Corn Exchange. If you go to a shopping centre up north, you'll normally find it's called the Corn Exchange. I don't know why. What's a Probably dull man? <laughs> I'd imagine it's probably a medieval tradition where people actually would exchange corn, but, but what for? I've never if you been do quite... know, do send us an email. <laughs> if you can't afford an email, just a couple of ears of corn would do the trick. <laughs> like, while I was in there doing this gig in a corn exchange, I got a, one of the PR girls from MTV, the TV station I was working for at the time, like thrust the mobile phone towards my face and goes, oh, Russell, it's the police on the phone. They've had a call from the RSPCA regarding some uh, African exotic snails you've left in your hotel room at the uh, Hilton. Do you want to take the call? I went, no. No good can come from that. The RSPCA, the North Yorkshire Police Force, going to be terrible. Why are the RS... Right, what, at what point does the RSPCA not deal with an animal? Like, what size? When what do you mean? I suppose if you say you nap, killed an go, ant, oh, don't worry about yeah. It. Say you killed a fly, and then they could like a snail was pretty low key, isn't it? It's pretty. Yeah, like, but these are. You remember them snails, Matt? They were exotic. They were the size that, of a man's fist. Only a real wacky, interesting guy would go around with a couple of snails like that. <laughs> let me tell you. So, <laughs> now I think it's because they were exotic. But the thing was, they were for sale at Brixton Market just as food. You could get frozen ones or unfrozen ones. I thought get the unfrozen ones because they still move around. So they were just going to be someone's dinner, and I gave them a high old life. They were getting room service. It's everything. Yeah. So they, but... I don't know. I thought they, a lot of the salt, uh, the salt in the hollandaise sauce on their spinach caused problems. But other than that, they they liked life. But it ended up being in a newspaper, and it said uh, like, and I when I remember when I spoke to the journalist on the phone, I goes, oh, I want them back now. I treated them like kings. They were like proper little toffs. We lived like Burlington Berties, and all all the that sort of mangled daft language made it in the article. It goes, Brand twenty five said that they lived like a couple of toffs. <laughs> <laughs> it looks ridiculous written down. Anyway, let's carry on with this. What that, this, these lads say? So these lads have left a hamster in. Barcelona, and it goes, we cure it, they just want to know, says young Craig, what kind of lifestyle it's living. Maybe you could send Nibsy, Nibsy, he is the servant of the show, to go and rescue it, then bring it back to studio for Wogan to play with, or even let him have a go at Westwood's Buttons. Blimey, I don't think Westwood would like that. Good luck with your film out in Hawaii, and, uh, with your gay quest to seduce <laughs> that handsome Mike. Lots of love, Craig. I think we could send. I think we could probably send Mr. Nibs out to Barcelona. That is a wild goose chase. Do you think he'd never find well, he'd it? He'd have to go to a. He'd have to go and speak Spanish to a hotel and go. Oh, once on the windowsill there was an animal. It's never uh, going to work. Una rodenta. Yeah, it would be difficult. But let's do it anyway. Now, if you are that lad, Craig, send us your because you've not your email address is not on here or anything. So send us your email address and or is it here? Oh yeah, he's all right. We'll send him an email. email you can... Yeah, we can trace it. Right, let's get in touch with him. Tell when we, Mikey's got back from his course. He's been on a course, hasn't he? Uh, yes. When he gets back on his course, let's track down. <laughs> he needs to, the way he's living his life, carrying on like Tupac, arriving at work in limousines off his head, it's terrible. Alright, so why don't we listen to a record? I believe we're going to listen to The Cure, then we're going to read out more of your emails, we're going to go over the news, but for now, what is it we're going to listen to from The Cure? Uh, Never, never enough. enough. There never is, is Never there? enough. You'll find that. Never. 
The Cure. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. If you want to send us an email, and why wouldn't you? It's russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Particularly send us more emails if you're that lad Craig who left his hamster on an hotel windowsill in Barcelona. Now, that is a bit cruel and irresponsible, but really all that's happened, if you think about it, Matt, is that hamster has moved from Las Ramblas, a lovely street, sort of the equivalent of, I don't know, Leicester Square in London, to an hotel room. So is that bad? Um, I think it's important for prisoners to have a window, isn't it? You know, if you get a, a window in your cell with a view, then it's much easier to do your time. And I think in his right. little cage, you have, you, have a, you have a view, you know. So yeah. he's on a he's on a window sill. He's he's doing hamster time, but really, he, at least he's got a view of of lovely Barcelona, a romantic and beautiful city. Exactly. He's probably writing his memoirs, looking out there. Hmm. In a way, it makes you wonder if the penal system works at all, because what is that hamster going to learn? Just gazing out over that beautiful port city, he's it's probably going to, immediately he's out, he'll re-offend, I would imagine. Well, I suppose so, but I mean, he would have reflected on his crimes. I hope he has reflected, Matt. I hope he has. I hope he's learned something from it. So, uh, did you see that thing in the sun? Because, you know, on this radio show, like a couple of weeks ago, uh, keen-eared listeners would have noticed that um, Noel Gallagher, <laughs> at the end of his drunken Ears like corn. Let's talk about <laughs> corn some more. <laughs> in the old days, they used to do sort of corn swapsies. Now, imagine panini stickers, the foil ones, of course. That's the highest currency in the panini album. Uh, but it's corn instead. Uh, yeah, anyway, Noel said, with his uh, mouth, uh, a drunk mouth, that uh, at the end of the phone call went, I love you, like that, and uh, and then we just went, all right, bye, and put the phone down. Then you, Matt, said, oh, well, you should have said I love you back or something, and it was a bit weird. No, you so just I never said, called, you never spoke to him for about two weeks afterwards. Well, you know what it's like, someone says they love you, it's unsettling. Now, so, but now what's happened is I've reacted to that by, uh, the son, in fact, well, the, the actual story is, right, the son phoned up and goes, oh, you said on your radio show that, uh, if, um, you said that you were gonna take a picture of yourself in a bikini and write, I love you, Noel, could you send us that photo? And I'd, to tell you the truth, Matt, I'd forgotten we'd ever even discussed that sort of thing, so I hadn't done it. Yeah. But with the, the phone call from the son and what we've not been in the papers, what we've been away and everything, I thought, oh, that'd be nice, I'd better see myself. Where's their journalistic integrity? Their managers report the news, not make the news. That's a very interesting point you make, Matt Morgan, about journalistic integrity. I mean, one wonders, you know, that I think the brief of newspapers has changed. What with the advent of the internet, and well, some would say... Yeah, you've gone boring again. <laughs> no, I want to talk about <laughs> agriculture. <laughs> Ever since man stopped bartering corn, we became corrupt. <laughs> um, like, 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 you know, now, that a newspaper, you don't go to a newspaper for news so much as it it's attitude and opinion, so they've got a, an obligation to sort of create news. Stop sticking up for him. And anyway, where's your integrity? The sun phone. Russell, could you jump off a cliff in a bikini and film it and send <laughs> it to us? Okay. <laughs> you will put it in the paper, won't you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Probably we might. <laughs> well, I'll do it on the off chance. Oh, my legs and back and stuff. Um, oh, yeah, well, I don't know, I just, oh, well, we'd said we were going to do it, I thought it might be a laugh. So I've done it, put it in, and then, like, it appeared under the headline, Dick looks like a chick, or something, something offensive at any rate. That's, but that's just the, you know, you can't be offended by that. Next day, anyway, they printed, uh, then, and they said I was out here in Hawaii doing St. Trinian's. You can't do St. Trinian's in Hawaii, it's just girls' school it's weird, in England. It? so lazy. My, when I, yeah. th I thought that you'd done it as a shameless sort of, you know, keep yourself in with the papers over here. Marshall, right. take a photo of me in a bikini. I'm gonna ride <laughs> on my chest. Who did the kisses as well? You had lipstick kisses on you. Uh, the makeup lady here called Desne, she's a nice lady. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, obviously. Makeup lady doesn't mean put lipstick on yourself and then kiss me. <laughs> it does when I'm in town, baby. Makeup, makeup, never, never break up. I'll tell you something, young man. Because what it is, is over here, I'm much more quiet and timid. They don't know. Like, you know, the way I conduct myself in blighty. So like, everyone just thinks Quiet I'm nice. Quiet timid. You're, you're dressed in women's clothing on a beach with lipstick all over you. <laughs> there's that quiet, timid bloke shamelessly having photos done of himself to publish in a tabloid on the other side of the world. <laughs> is, that, is that the Archbishop Robert Runcie? <laughs> <laughs> timid, ecclesiastical, reflective man. No, it's Russell Brand. Is that Alan Bennett <laughs> having a sandwich on the beach, not bothering anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Still with sandals and socks on, in spite of the climate, day nine of the holiday, mother remains sick. I sent a photograph of myself wearing women's laundry to the sun. <laughs> you know, I, I do it every year. <laughs> They've published the it, of course, under the headline, Dick on the Beach. <laughs> <laughs> the seasons come and go, but as regular as clockwork, I send a photograph of me naked self for some newspaper. <laughs> sure is eggs of eggs. Quiet and timid. <laughs> anyway, they, um, listen, everyone thinks I'm right quiet and timid out here, because I just keep myself to myself, really. You know, not in a serial killer way, in a kind of um, socialise a bit, and then... Uh, What's in your scrapbook? <laughs> All your crimes? Uh, locks of hair, an earlobe <laughs> necklace I've recently made. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> this is a lovely little scrapbook. I say scrap, it's more like scraps, really. <laughs> Remains. <laughs> so, hold on. Right, here's a... Well, hold on, let's talk about the news, shall we? In Stop a little saying hold on. <laughs> let's do this. Hold on. Oh, now. hello, here's a thing. Yeah, have a care, have a go. Well, got any gum, chub, blimey. Yeah, let's do an item I like to call Russell looks at the paper. Russell looks at the paper. Ooh. Right, here's... <laughs> well done. Baby find 80 quid <laughs> for dropping two quavers. Not in an opera or anything, not in a musical <laughs> sense, but the crisps uh, quavers. Barmy council jobs worths. I like that for it. That's a sentence. You wouldn't. I was just like, you don't get to hear stuff like that in Hawaii. No one. The whole time I've been here, has gone. Barmy council jobs worths. It's not been said not once. Find the woman eighty quid for littering after a granddaughter dropped two crisps. Two wardens pounced after Barbara Jubb kicked the quavers <laughs> towards the gutter after they spilled from a packet dropped by a toddler at a bus stop. That doesn't describe. Oh. Like quavers would float down. You can't kick mm. them towards a gutter. They're not like footballs. No, they don't have enough weight, do they? They don't have enough mass to kick them. This whole story is littered with inconsistencies. Uh, Barbara and Emily's mum, Selena, were handed a fixed penalty ticket. Barbara, 57, said yesterday, I always taught my children not to eat food off the floor. <laughs> always, I taught them that. <laughs> you know, in a way, their education suffered in other areas. <laughs> Some of them can't speak, but, you know, they will never eat anything off the floor. Uh, I always taught my children not to eat food off the floor, so I wasn't going to put the crisps back in the packet. What else was I meant to do with them? This fine is absolutely diabolical. That means literally the work of Satan. Shop worker Selena, 29, said 20-month-old Emily fumbled the Quavers packet outside a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> fumbled it. Oh, God, the Quavers is going to the curb. Outside a hospital? Why have they said that for a bit of pity? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to the context. Oh, my God, I hope she hadn't been she to was the hospital. She was struck by her own mortality and fumbled with the Quavers. <laughs> she, too, in time, would eventually succumb to the eternal night that we call death. Uh, and then it goes, uh, uh, she said, my mum picked out, this isn't the toddler, this is the nan, 
My mum picked it up and gave it back to her, but a couple of the crisps had fallen out, so she <laughs> so she kicked them out of the way towards a drain. It was about to rain, so we thought they'd just dissolve. <laughs> Which they would have. Oh, done. they'll just. Yeah, they would have done inevitably, but you just wouldn't have that thought process. Well, when would you're you? like in trouble for something over a very small action, it becomes really funny that they've had to go. I dropped two quavers, then I kicked them towards the drain, then it started to rain, and I thought they'd dissolve. You know, so like you know, breaking I down I the most mundane thought, now, thing. What effect will raindrops have on a quaver? I remember earlier that day I'd had a Pringle and it had fallen in the bath and it simply dissipated. I had a wheat crunchy and a raindrop fell on it, but unfortunately went through the tube and out the bottom. It didn't <laughs> dissolve. So that was useless, and prior to that I'd had a frazzle, but the, the frazzle was so rich in flavour that the rain simply evaporated. <laughs> Frazzles so, were too rich in flavour, weren't they? Yeah, they were powerful once. I, like, I had this bloke that I knew, Lucky Eddie, right? And he had this little daughter, well, no, granddaughter. And this little granddaughter had been in hospital, was stood in around his house, right? And it's, the, the house was a bit, you know, it was a I bit know, I like, went there you once. know. Yeah, it was de well, it's depressing, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Right, but, like, but we should be careful about the names in case we all get killed. So, like, um, well, that's not it, his real name. That's right, it's not his real name. So, if you think that you're talking about <laughs> us and you are called that, you're quite wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So there's no point in you killing us because we're talking about someone else who's not called Lucky Eddie there. So well, if you kill us, then everyone know it was you. You see. <laughs> so you made a bit of a trap for yourself there, mate. So you want to watch out because we're ahead of the game. So there's this the granddaughter. It's about two. She'd been at Royal Free Hospital. Or she'd been at a hospital, a, a <laughs> generic hospital. Could have been any hospital. And uh, she had like an intravenous tube down her up her nose, down her neck, and she weren't meant to eat any solids, right? And they had a, their concession to the, this child's plight was that they'd left a couple of windows open when they smoked, right? And like, and like, <laughs> and then like one, like about a couple of days later, she still had the intravenous tube up her snout, and she was eating like, and I see her, and she was eating like wandering around in sort of a nappy and that, all grubby, eating some frazzles, right, in a pack of frazzles. <laughs> I goes here, hold on, Eddie, um, your granddaughter's eating some frazzles there, like I said, as if you know to alert him. And he went, yeah, I know she likes them, like <laughs> as if she was an unstoppable force. Hopefully like, they'll dissolve on her lips. <laughs> There's a lot of condensation, so, you know, <laughs> they'll probably evaporate, I would have thought. Yeah, so you can't be too careful, Well, really. this littering quavers thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at what point is littering? Like, if you drop an apple core, surely that's not littering. No, because, well, I don't know. I think it's the action. I think people don't like, you know, say you nonchalantly throw an apple core, I don't think people think, hold on, that'll biodegrade or a bird might eat it. They think he littered that. I think litter is the transitive verb of dropping something. What about if that's you throw I... rubbish up onto a roof? That is still littering. That could even cross over into vandalism there. Unless it was a work of art, because like, there's some... Around Shoreditch in East London, there's, a, there's some little works of art on top of bus stops, like these potato things with lots of spines sticking out of them. Throwing that up there, that's art. Yeah. So I suppose if Barbara Jubb had been out to say that she was making a, an installation called Quaver Pain or something, then, you know, she might, she might have got away with it, but... Unfortunately, Barbara doesn't think like an artist, and she'll be pen penalised as a result. No, actually, it's, it turns out the council have cancelled that fine. A steep fine for that, isn't it? It it's is not exactly really like leaving a mattress at the end of your road. No, that's, no, it's not. It's not. It's not like you know murdering a couple of lads because you overheard them on the radio frivolously <laughs> discussing <laughs> your sick granddaughter and your criminal past. So yeah, it's a pretty minor. Oh, hang on, we never said criminal what? past till then. Uh, 
Oh no, it's getting worse! A Crawley Borough Council spokeswoman said, We've cancelled the fine and apologised to the family for being overzealous. Crawley in what way? <laughs> oh, hello! Oh, we've done it, it's changed now. Please what love lovely me. tights. <laughs> I like your shoe. Have you got a brother? <laughs> uh, uh, she said the fine was issued during a blitz on littering. Ah, a blitz is worse than That's littering, isn't it? That's not a good phrase for the council to use, is it? What, a blitz? A blitz on littering? Fortunately, we had a blitz on the littering and now you can't see the quavers because there's rubble everywhere <laughs> and detritus and the human remains. Whee! When are you collecting our bins? Never. Um, okay, so uh, why don't we listen to a record, Matthew? I, I reckon if I'm right and this bit of paper in front of me is anything to go by, is Roxy Music? Is it Roxy Music? Which it is, is yeah. Our, to our bits of paper are equal. Woohoo! Look at us. We're brilliantly coordinated. No ocean can separate us, Matthew. Not with our bits of paper. Here's Roxy Music. What's your name? Virginia Plain. Oh, hello, Virginia. Russell Brand Radio 2, that was Roxy Music. Virginia Plain ending abruptly, catching me unawares in Hawaii while staring at a list of gifts that I've recently had. I'd also like to thank uh, Trisha and Kirsten. Thank you very much for sending me <clears throat> some books. One was about football. The other one was how to have, and, uh, you know, this is a direct quotation, how to have a shag in 59 <laughs> languages. I don't actually ever use the word shag myself, do you, Matthew? Um... I, well, yeah, I do. Really? What? In well, what if context? You're re uh, reportage. In reportage. Yeah, go so on you then, might give go, us a report. Oh, I shag. I've done her, a shag. But at you, a wouldn't bus go, stop. you wouldn't say, hello, darling, fancy a shag. Oh, shag me. I'd like to shag you <laughs> one. You little treasure. You. Come round my house for a shag. I wouldn't mind doing a shag, and I wouldn't mind doing it in you. Shag uh, sounds like it's stupid, isn't it? It, it sounds like you don't know what you're doing. Frankly. Sounds like you know, like cheerleaders, those pom pom things on their hand. Yeah, like the exactly. sound of that well, swishing about. Shag, 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 and it sounds to me like the sort of way that Captain Caveman would have sex. I can go, <laughs> shag, <laughs> Captain Caveman. I'm not having sex after you've just shouted like that. Behind <laughs> me. So it wasn't it just a ball of hair with a nose sticking out. Yeah, and he had that club. I don't know what he was doing with that. And he seemed to be out solving crime. I don't no, know why he didn't. He, was... he never solved a crime in his life. What was he doing there? He was up to something. He was in the Marshall's wacky nodding. races. He... No, before the wacky races, the wacky races, Matthew, was very much an ensemble piece. Before that, Cave... Captain Caveman had his own career. What was he doing, Marsha? He used to protect three sexy women. He used to protect three sexy women. He's the last person, the Neanderthal man. He's not been civilised or socialised. He's got his club. He's just a Captain Caveman. And they used to call him KV or something, didn't yeah. they? Hey, KV. Yeah, that was them. Hey, KV. What, so sluts. the wacky races? Well, I, I thought that's where those people started. No, 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 Matt. That was like what they oh, re realised that Hanna Barbera, that these characters didn't have a life on their own and decided to amalgamate them. Oh, yeah, and they used to say, Zowie Caveman! And stuff like that. Zowie Cavey! They had a lot of weird slogans they used to shout at him. Yeah. But. The fact remains that if he had sex, it would be a shag, whereas I do elegant sex, such as you might get a gazelle doing, or a swan, or a gazelle to a swan. So anyway, thank you very much, Trisha and uh, Kristen, Kirsten, sorry, for your gifts. I appreciate them. And, oh, thank you, Nikki, from... It's uh, <laughs> just a list of people <laughs> you're thanking. This is a pretty list. Nikki from Burnham-on-Sea sent me some penguins. Lovely. Why would, uh, who would not RSPCA be entertained? RSPCA should be uh, on her back then, <laughs> I'm making them fight each other in my garden. It's brilliant. Their natural <laughs> home is Hawaii in many ways. 
<laughs> They're getting on ever so well. They've with dried the out like ET at the end of the film. <laughs> I'm trying to cuddle them back to life, but it seems to make things worse, if anything. Um, well, so, because, uh, like, because of missing English foodstuffs. What do yes, you miss, I think actually? My cat and uh, the kind of I meant food, promiscuity unless... afforded. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I do apologise. <laughs> I used to uh, eat a poor, a poor a month. <laughs> it's just a little draft excluder now. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I'm peckish, I just gnaw a stump these days. It's not as satisfying as the glorious poor era. Um, like, I, food, well, I didn't really eat much. The whole 80s, nuts. Uh, and uh, sort of like vegetarian sausages and mashed potato and gravy and onions. I miss that quite a little no, bit. Just, oh, halloumi cheese. Grilled halloumi cheese, Hang I miss. Hang on a minute, I asked you, what do you miss of English yeah. stuff? Halloumi cheese? <laughs> Greek or Turkish <laughs> or something? I believe it was Sir Walter Riley <laughs> that bought halloumi <laughs> cheese back in Elizabethan England, along with shag tobacco and the, the notorious spud, another information that I've acquired from Blackadder. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> most of my history comes from there. Yeah, alright, sorry, what do you want me to say? Oh, I'd, I'd like a jar of Marmite and a pint of Guinness, please! <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a vegetarian, and I? You know, the things I like are just bloody well fruits and vegetables, stuff like that. So, hold on, I've got another email. I wanted to read you. Do you know I was told you I'd get in trouble by that cockerel? Yes. You're like an Edward Norton as well. I'm worried sick about this. I live in a. Do <laughs> I give live us in an update. Sort of, I will, here it comes. I live in a sort of Stella Street sort of world here in Hawaii. If you want to send us an email, russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. If you want to send us a present, send it to the Turtle Bay Hotel. And uh, I like all sorts of things. You've heard the sort of stuff I like already. <laughs> so uh, I live near Edward Norton uh, in my paradise isle. And uh, me and Edward, oh, we're good mates now, pretty close. We bonded over this cockerel, kept waking us up every morning. And then his bird, threw, who's the producer of the film, and I should probably be speaking a bit more respectfully about, uh, threw a rock at the cockerel one morning, and the cockerel ain't been back since then. And guess who I see yesterday turned up? Woody Olsen. He was just sat Woody there Harrison. by a hammock. Is it, yeah? Woody Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they told me his name was. So much of argue. <laughs> What do they think of you walking around? Whoa, Edward! Edward! Hey, can I Ooh. sit with you? Cool, it's enough rock one, isn't it? Oh, it's Woody Olsen! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Woody Olsen! It's baking hot and oh, it's baking! Blimey, I tell you, I couldn't sleep last night. <laughs> it was so unparched, and I thought I'd do with a bloody drink! <laughs> stinks out here, doesn't it? Bloody Ooh. stinks! You've got the runs what? too! I think we all have, <laughs> blimey! Tell it, I couldn't live here! <laughs> I couldn't live Oh, lovely place for holiday. Couldn't live it. I miss my comforts. I miss my own comforts too much. Well, anyway, here's an email regarding this cockerel from a lad named Ben. I'm emailing in regard to Russell's cockerel trouble in Hawaii. That's not a euphemism. I also have a problem regarding my own cockerel. Perhaps it is a euphemism. <laughs> who, I, <laughs> who I raised myself. You couldn't see your uh, cockerel in that picture of you in the bikini, could you? That was, that was, them pants were camouflaged, so you can't see any contours. So don't start on that. And the next day, did you see the next day, they superimposed Noel Gallagher's head yeah. onto it because yeah, of his riposte. Noel Gallagher will be on the show a little bit later if we, I've sent him a text message as he responded. Yeah, hold on, he has. 
Are you up? Oh, no, that's from Chip Summers, the man who runs Focus 12, a charity of which I'm a patron, who had to drag me out of drug addiction. Hope all is well, Russell. I'm around <laughs> next Thursday and Friday, if you want to meet. P.S. Stay away from Noel Gallagher. He will destroy you. That's Chip Summers there. So, uh, back to this email from lovely Ben, who, we, um, we, anyway, Matthew, yeah, you, I don't know, I don't know if you could see a bolt or not, but I wasn't worried about that, because, you know, my genitals are in lovely, Nick, we all know no, that, No, no, I we? just thought maybe you'd tuck them, done that sort of... You know, what's that bloke's what, name? What, the Buffalo, Buffalo Bill, Bill thing? Yeah. We think about that too much, really, in all honesty. I've not done that for ages. You think about Buffalo Bill, mate. You're no, always thinking about him. No. I've seen you waddling along, <laughs> Buffalo Build up to the hilt. Here, Ross, who's so, this? Buffalo Bill. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Thanks, your pint. <laughs> Come on, let's go back to Ben's email. Okay, I, uh, let's go back there. Well, let's regress. Let's go, go tread over that familiar ground. I have a problem, says Ben, regarding my very own cockerel, who I raised myself. I used to be able to pick him up and stroke him, but now it's a very different story. The sad truth is that I'm continually stalked and bullied by him. He's even watching me through the window while I'm doing this email now. Whenever I'm outside, I can hear him charging towards me. I'll turn around and he'll be darting forwards with his wing out in an attempt to round me up. <laughs> I like that, that he what? tries to round him up. Come on, over there. He's got no business <laughs> rounding someone up. If I'm in the garden, he'll be wherever I am, whether it be that I'm sitting on the patio or lying on the hammock. It's a nice garden. He'll even follow me onto the trampoline. He can't have all those things in his garden, can he, this lad, Ben? If I'm inside the house, he'll find the nearest window to watch me through, or he'll discover an open door and let himself in. Even my <laughs> border collie, who used to happily round up my pet geese. Why does it think getting rounded up round here? Things keep getting rounded up. Nothing's free to do. He wants. He's got a Stalinist garden. Who's going to be next? for control. Come on, yeah. everyone this way. No, 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 you. Come on, I'm rounding you up now. This way, <laughs> no, come on, I'm sorry. all in. Don't listen to that. Come over here by the public <laughs> pool. <laughs> no one can relax for Play five time's minutes. Playtime's over. Right? Everyone back inside. That's it. We've all had a good time. Come on, bath time, everyone. <laughs> Don't go around Ben's house. You won't be able to relax for a second. Someone will round you right up. It's like Crystal knocked in his bleeding garden. Even my border collie, blah, 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 he used to do the same at next door's horses, this cockerel. They won't go out now in the day without someone being out there to what, accompany horses? them. horses? They shouldn't be indoors anyway. Good they point, They won't go Matthew. out in the day now, they just watch <laughs> telly, play computer They've games. given up smoking. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All their hobbies have gone out the window. One of them's let its French slide. Uh, all these horses are scared of Blackjack. That is the name of the psychotic cockerel. And that's quite a frightening name, isn't it? Called Blackjack. Blackjack that could be a villain yeah. in a diehard film. Yeah. Blackjack. It's like Black that movie. <laughs> it is like that. I'd like, here, hold on, here, come on a journey with me. I'd like to see Bruce Willis in a vest, you know, challenging the cockerel or something. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? So anyway, Ben's left us a contact. I used to like the way his vest had a bit of blood, bit of, it was a bit ripped. I always wanted to have a dirty old vest like that. You look like that every day now. If, if anyone wants to send me as... a dirty vest. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be an improvement on what you're normally clad in, staggering around like an homeless bum. What? Like, yeah, listen, How dare yeah. you? Are you still dressed as Jesus? Yeah, I am, actually, and it's going quite well. People right. are starting to get into it. Yeah, fact, yeah. Some of my gifts... I got sent a, from Thailand, someone sent me a monk's robe because I'm so bloody oh, spiritual. God. I bet Edward yeah, I listen... Norton sits there texting, Oh, God, <laughs> that Jesus freak's coming back. <laughs> There's <laughs> some guy here, I can't remember his name, Roger Brand or something. <laughs> he's, he's, he's dressed as a monk. I don't know what he's doing. 
<laughs> Keeps talking to me about dance floor chart. It's getting real boring now. <laughs> anyway, this is a, a letter. Edgeworth, when that... you were doing American History X, oh, God, what was I doing? I think it was MTV Select. Do you remember those days, Carl, me and you? <laughs> Blimey. Yeah, when you was doing Fight Club, I think I was doing my XFM show then. Bonkers days! Oh, oh man, you. We go back Wouldn't change life. it for the world, though, Edward. Wouldn't change it for the world. Even though they were crazy times. Here, come on. The first rule of our friendship. Give us a cuddle. Now, I'm just going down the beach in a bikini. So, <laughs> you need anything. As you know, Edward, I'm a quiet, timid, bookish sort of a fella. I'm just going to take a photograph of my helmet for the Daily Star. <laughs> back in a minute. <laughs> um, this is an You're email. actually from... wearing Jesus robes with a bikini under it. <laughs> I may look a uh, holy, but look at this. Look at me. Look, look at me skirt. Look at that. There. No penis at all. All tucked in. <laughs> Tapping your nose, walking off. There you go, Eddie. You can use that, mate. <laughs> Stick it in one of your parts, yeah? I know you're a method actor. Is he? Uh, is he a method actor? Of course he is. You've seen him. He's ever so serious when he's in a film, Fight Club, X-Men, whatever. You know? He's <laughs> very serious. American History X. And American History X-Men. Right, so I've got an email here from Futon. They're a band. Hello, Russell, from Bangkok. We are a Thai band called Futon. We were turned on to your shows by our drummer, Simon, who's from the UK. You might remember him. He was in a band called Suede. We do remember the band Suede. Anyway, enough about him. Let's talk about you. We think you've probably shocked enough locals there with your Jesus look, so it's time to turn heads again with a new brand, Fashion First. Here's a monk's robe. We hope it fits, because the monk monks here aren't as tall as you. If you can't figure out how to wear it, perhaps we can send a couple of Thai lady boys to dress you. In fact, Maybe they could help bridge the gender gap and prepare you for Mike, your surfboard instructor. Oh, cool. That's kinky. We also realised you uh, should play our new single. Well, let's play their single, because it's called Strap It On. Uh, what? And it's about, They're obsessed uh, with ladyboys. They are a bit. This song of theirs is about a hot babe who takes the active role with her lover. Great for your next prostrate campaign. Love from the band Futon. Come, let's put on their record, Matthew. Come on, because you said when I was trying to break Hendrix, you said it was about time I started to encourage new music. So let's play this. Here, Jesse, stick this on the CD player. This is seamless, isn't it? It's, it's right, cute. Now up. then, radio. <laughs> yeah, play out. this. What's right, this monk's this is... robe? Is it too small for you? Is it like, like a little mini skirt one? It's like, you know, it's brown. You know, like, if you're in Bangkok and you see monks walking around, they've got their eyes shut and they're just being led by a little lad because they don't want to look upon all the evils and all the artifice of the world and they're wearing these brown robes. It's like that, to tell you the truth. Um, I've not tried it I on I don't remember comes... seeing those when I was there. I saw some, Why? We saw some ladyboys, I don't mean, do you remember? Yeah, we did, actually, Matthew. That could have been... If I'd have let you have your way, we'd have had a very difficult evening. Thankfully, oh, I stepped in. Hello, good job I weren't drinking. Right, so why don't we listen to uh, Futon with their song. Do you know how it works, Jesse? Are you over it, babe? Right, Jesse, Jesse, babe. Yeah, who is my... What well, calling them babe for? What's happened to you? I'm just to try You're to over it, that. babe. Great, okay. <laughs> just off down wearing... the nail bar. <laughs> <laughs> nail bar, nail bar. I'm wearing a bikini. I've got to put him at his ease. Right, Jess, are you ready to play it then? Right, this is, uh, hold on a sec, Strap It On by Futon. They sent it here, and thanks for that robe, Futon. That was Futon with their song, Strap It On. Sounds a bit rude, doesn't it? You listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. You right, Matthew? Yes, very well. We're going straight to the news, are we? Yes, we've got to go straight to the news. Spence, you're probably wondering what's happening. Well, if you are, listen to the news and it will tell you what's happening. From 88 to 91 FM, this is Radio 2 from the BBC. 
Della Soul, the magic number. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. Della Soul, that means of the soul, probably in Spanish, I would imagine. Means some. Uh, mm, well, what? in French, de la means some, doesn't it? Why do you want it to be French for? Why do you think it's Spanish? Della of the soul. Sounds better, doesn't it? Yeah, Della probably. Soul of the Soul. Okay. Makes, makes more sense. All right, so uh, before that we had news. I hope it was good news. I don't hear the news over here, but I hope everything's going well in the world. Um, young Ari's not going off to the uh, war then. The son reported it like, uh, you know, oh, he really wants to go. He's gutted, but it's a, it's a threat and it'll be, you know, be, he'll be uh, in jeopardy. Well, you but would worry if you were in his platoon, wouldn't you? Because you'd think, blimey, you know. I'd be worried he would eat my bloody goldfish or start gooning around being a nitwit. <laughs> That's what I'll be worried about. But everyone in the war's in a bit of jeopardy. That's the nature of violent conflict. <laughs> There's always a bit of a health risk involved. But like, the the mirror are much more like my, you know, got like printed a, a letter from a woman goes, well, my son died in that war. He was my prince. You know what I mean, is his life any less valuable than Prince Harry's? But the argument would be, oh, you know, he could cause risks. But I don't know, mate. I think if you know, it'd be hard to like it's to an see odd thing, people like, in wars. Like you'd think, oh. You won't have to go to war. If you're royal, you'd never have to do anything that bad. And he's actually yeah. chosen to go and do one of the m most awful things you could do. Yeah, but I think they go into the military because they're all a bit daft, don't they? I mean, like, you know, his GCSE results were none too clever, mate. <laughs> he didn't, he what? didn't do How well. Do you know? Who are you? His sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> now, Harry, I'm a bit worried about your mathematics. Buckle what? down, lad. Pull your socks up. Come on. I stick up for you in the staff room. Me, I say he's a good kid. Well, I can't help you if you don't help me, Harry. Oh, I can't. I had that speech yeah. a few times. Can't help. Yeah, I had. Did you get jabbed in the chest a lot? A lot. Like, with a a finger? lot. Thanks for being allowed to They're jab not allowed you in to the do chest. that anymore, but I remember that. That was one of their weapons, wasn't it? They poke you the in the chest. The chest jab was very it's much. Touch the... and go if you stay in this school, lad. <laughs> poke, poke. <laughs> I just used to look at a point on the wall and just think this will be over soon. Go out and have a fag. I used to, what I used to do, just make my anus dilate and think, well, I find that man very attractive. Oh. I didn't do that. Jab <laughs> me here, please, doctor. <laughs> I just used to, I didn't like being but jabbed yeah, and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, I see you're coming down on the side of the royalist thing. I think the whole thing's a coup. I think if you're going to have sort of a, you know, royal family going in the military, dressing up in military uniforms, I think they should go off and fight. Not that I agree with that war or nothing. Don't want to go on about it. Shouldn't be no war, should there? And these sort of, like, the Americans that I'm hanging out with, because they're all sort of people in film industry and that, they're not like all sort of loopy, gung-ho Americans. They're all a bit embarrassed about well, it. Well, with those soldiers, you had, there was loads of GIs at your hotel. Oh, yeah, no, they were into it. Yeah, so hold on. Let's, um, let's not be serious anymore. It's boring. But don't have wars. That's yeah, listen, our general message. This, someone just phoned my phone. I thought it was Noel. Yeah. I got this weird message calling a man calling me babe. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't me. Go on, what happened? No, play no, it. I'll play it. Hang on. You're listening to the Russell Branch on Radio 2. Matt Morgan now is going to attempt for the first time to operate a phone as well as uh, a on, desk. Listen, that and... save message. Why do you even save messages? Um, I don't actually. You've left me some well... corkers, though. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, do this message hey, then. Um. Who's that? It's a bit worrying, Who's leaving that message? Do you want to hear it again? You've got a loud lover. Play him again. Hey, babes. The weird thing is, he's calling me babes and that, yeah. but mm. that that was like seven o'clock in the morning. I got that, and he didn't sound he's happy. He's very. 
You need to work on that relationship, Matt. A relationship. Hello, hello babes. But, you know, <laughs> bring sleep. him back. Thought I'd call you up. You've never met me, but I love you. Listen, weird. I, I think probably a simple explanation is it's the wrong number. But I think you could probably do a lot worse than to ring that fella back and see what's troubling him. There was no number. Seems it was like a number withheld, which is even weirder. Someone who loves it. What, why are you ringing someone that you love, then withholding your number? If you can't even give them your number, what kind of trust is there in the relationship? That'd be my point. For Christ's sakes, where's all the love? Yeah. Right, I just want to thank a few more people. Thank you, oh, Pippa God. Louise, for sending me a coconut bra and the sun, although that is a bit cold to Newcastle. Mind you, that's probably prejudiced to say that. Sorry about that, good people of Newcastle. Um, but there are a lot of coconut... They literally do have coconut bras here. There's a woman wandering around our hotel wearing a coconut bra. I goes to a nice coconut bra, and then it turned out she was mad. And, like, you know, she was a bit... <laughs> Well, she just goes, oh, I've got this not big enough, and started being a bit loopy. That's not mad. That doesn't mean she's mad. That's quite a sane it, thing to say. Mm -hmm. It was strange. Mm. Perhaps she was just a, a lovable eccentric, actually. That's a filial. A filial, the characteristics and traits of a filial, who then drowned as a result of her loopiness. Yeah, yeah, good point. But then I thought, actually, I should be more affiliated to the mad than, you know, the unmad. Sort of, I should stick up for mad people, shouldn't condemn them, should Are I? you in your bikini bunch? at this point? Does it change? <laughs> Uh, I was actually dressed as the Christ at that point. Now, uh, young Andy sent me, uh, uh, what was he sent me? A nice CD. Well, you, why can't I play CDs of these young because lads that send me we gifts? we play about six songs in our show, and if we just yeah. keep playing songs that people have sent you, which are, frankly, of low standards, probably. Hey, the Futon, is that their name? They are good, <laughs> Futon. Lovely record. The Futon. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I thought they'd done well with their song. So strap it on, babe. I liked it, Matthew. Their drummer used to be out of suede. Come on. Don't be don't What's speak this out of hand. Song, though? Is it a novelty song? record? No, it's not a novelty record. Um if you are, are a f musician and you want to send something, send it to me at the Turtle Bay Hotel Resort. When I get back to London I won't be quite so needy and probably won't be prepared to encourage your careers. But at this stage, while I'm in uh, Hawaii and that, I enjoy the sense of uh, power it gives me. So my um, email address russell.brand at bbc.co.uk or you can send it directly to the Turtle Bay Resort. I will point out, however, that the Foot On band who we just played Foot On, uh, they did send a gift as well, a monk's robe. Russell, lad, you are shameless. What? Why is that shameless? I bet you, like, I'm... every morning, do you have stuff, like, brought to your room? Hey, you get yeah, some gifts. more stuff, and you go, Oh, God, what's this there? <laughs> Ratting through it, looking for chocolates. <laughs> Bring it to my bed! I can't eat that! I'm not cleaning my bed! Bring it over here! <laughs> Put it under the duvet cover! Touch it, me there! I bet you open it all in front of Eddie Norton, don't you? <laughs> take it. Oh, I've got some more bloody gifts from England. Oh, go oh. through it all, old bro. Spec, you get this as a result of the films you done. <laughs> Fight Club, American History X Factor. <laughs> I get my gifts as well, Eddie. It's not just you. Go through the old hey, gifts. there goes... <laughs> it's Ted dancing. <laughs> this is a CD here from Andy from Pep Rock Records. He goes, hi, Russell. And he's written this in pen, and it looks like it's been written by a sideways child. Hope you get this okay and everything is good in Hawaii. I've just sent you a CD of a band who are on my record label, and then he's put in brackets, Pep Rock Records. Now, Russell, this you're is being manipulated so easily. I'm not being manipulated. It's like a child's writing. It's a child with his own record label. It's like he's playing post offices. Let's give him a chance. I don't think uh, so. 
No, he is, honestly. Matthew, he's drawn smiley faces. I thought that maybe you could play a song on your Radio 2 show. Also, I've added a few pages from recent copies of The Sun that I had lying about, and I think you might agree they're the best bits of the tabloids, apart from the stories about you. He sent me a load of page threes, bless his heart. Aww. Have fun in Hawaii, Russell. Love, Andy. He's only a little lad. Come on, Matt. Why has he got a record Let's give him a label? chance. Because he probably, I don't know, he might have found it or something. He might have made it when he was at Cubs. People get sent give... all that stuff and they just sort of, they, they don't actually go, I've been sent this thing, it's from a child who's got his own record label, let's play the song. <laughs> yeah, but like, hold on, we don't normally, but just for one week, just one week, just to see how it feels. Give the, the foot on from Thailand, we'll give them a little chance with their record, strap it on, which I thought was very nice. It's okay, about maybe I'm being sexiness. cynical. You are being cynical. Let's play this young lad's record. Hold on, what's it called? He said the band's called Down for Account. <laughs> it's not a <laughs> young he's, lad. He's just a young lad. He wants a chance. Based look, purely look, on he's, his writing, he's probably just a idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. Listen to me. Look at his website if you want. It's pep-rockrecords.com. Have a look at that, and then you can work out if he's a child or not. And we're going to listen to the first track on his on his record label's <laughs> album, Down for the Count, track one. Less than three is enough for me. Good, because it goes well with Magic Number, which we listened to just now by Della Soul. So this is Less than three is enough for me. I've never listened to this before. It might be good, or it might be really well, bad. That's swearing. What if it's got swearing in it? We'll just turn it off. We'll turn it off. Let's have a little, what about swearing, what about swearing, you little boffin. <laughs> Let's listen to Andy's band's record, here it is. That'll do. So that was Andy's record label there, with their song... Uh, down for the count. He's doing very like well for a child, isn't he? There. He's a good child. I am in an emo band. I'm singing <laughs> in this voice. We're uh, a bit like McFly. <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think they're okay. I liked them. But we can't listen to it for too long, because otherwise it would mean we wouldn't be able to listen to the New York Dolls. So there you are, Andy. Thank you very much for your record and page free things. Um, keep trying at scoring that mate all right <laughs> now um <laughs> what should we do yeah why don't we we've got ourselves right in the mood for a record so why don't we listen to what we're we gonna listen to new york dolls yeah why not come on let's listen to new york dolls right and then but uh, by the end of the show we're gonna have a little bit of a chat with noel gallagher if he answers his phone we've got loads more of your emails few more enticements to get you people to keep sending me gifts to get through my time in hawaii i won't be i'll be home quite soon i'll be home about june 11th or 12th something like that mind you i don't want the woman who uh, looks after my house to know that not the interior designer who i think ain't doing a good enough job right <laughs> now then let's uh let's play why? this new why york why dolls to know that you're coming home because I want to hurry up and finish building my bleeding house. It's taking, I might as well have, what I might as well have done is wandered over a London zoo with a bucket of wallpaper paste and a paintbrush and gone, yeah, thrown it into the monkey cage and gone, yeah, here's 200 grand, do my house up. And then I, really? I'd have you wandered have back. You don't want her to know when you're back so you can, like, surprise her. No, because I want to keep the heat on her. If she knows she's got, like, till the 10th of June, she'll nause it up, but she'll take longer doing it. Do you know what I mean? It's chaos, Matthew, what's going what on What is she doing? Here. Just painting it? She's like, no, because like, you know, there's all sorts of furniture being designed for it and all sorts of stuff, all these you expensive things. Cool. <laughs> I bet you'll get you so, mean? I bet I can just imagine going around your house, you've always been a bit yeah. like that, and there'll be some <laughs> chair that just looks rubbish. And you'll go, well, that costs five grand, actually, it's a, it's a very, very amazing design, there's only two thousand of those in the world. 
<laughs> I'm not always. You can't sit that. on it. It's completely useless. But <laughs> it was once in the room with David Bowie. I like to cuddle it. Why? Why? When have I ever ever done anything like that? Then oh, being all, all pretentious, the precocious. Do one story. About when you had a little a little dream of. Uh, I don't need sofas. I'm gonna have bean bags. And going round your house was just awful. We had to just. They weren't. There wasn't enough beans in them. <laughs> <laughs> they were just bags, really, weren't they? Be bags with a few crumbs in. It was just a sack <laughs> on the floor. And we we might as well be on sat on ball bags. Amount <laughs> of comfort they bought us. Yeah, that was a terrible decision. But that wasn't pretentious, though, was it? Um, I think it was at first, but then I don't know. It's it just became chaotic. Yeah, I was a humble man then. So yeah, you have, some... you have wasted uh, some money on tat. I have, and I. What do you mean? What jewels? And yeah, things like that. And especially as I'm a communist and I want to have a revolution where we're all equal You're and everything, and we all live in spiritual. I am a communist. <laughs> I'm a socialist man. And I want a revolution. I want us all to live in peace. And as for Gordon Brown, yeah, I want to interview Gordon Brown. So actually, can everyone hassle him with lots of emails and that? Because I want to e interview him. That'd be good, wouldn't it, Matt? Imagine that. But I'm just going to be prime minister. That's not the way to get an interview of him. Oh, Gordon, we've had two thousand emails from <laughs> Russell Brand fans. Oh, blimey! <laughs> Do an interview. <laughs> We're better do an interview then. That's yeah, how he talks a you bit. You've got to work me? on your impression, haven't you? Yeah, all right. What about that thing he <clears> does <throat> with his mouth, though? I know everyone what? goes on about it, but he does. What does he do with his mouth? He's got a little sort of, I don't know, a tick. Come on, he's only got one eye. Give him a chance. Has he? He's only got one eye. Well, I never voted for him. <laughs> I've never voted for anyone of you ever. No one. Uh, I just yeah, don't I have. do it. There's no point. What's the point? Don't vote. It's stupid. Just sit around in your house and wait for the revolution to come. It won't be long. Right, so um, let's uh, listen to the New York Dolls trash. Then we'll come back. We'll see if... I think, well, I think I should be allowed to interview Gordon Brown. I think it's a good idea. What about? Don't bother You just him. said don't vote. Well, I'll say to him, look, mate, now come on, be honest. What's going on with your policies, etc.? Well, what about your, your cries of revolution and communism? Then well, what, are you trying yeah. to cosy up to Gordon? <laughs> I'm not trying to cosy up to him. I'm going to confront Gordon, him. I'll give him a piece of my mind. Sit on this chair. It costs me loads of money. There we go. Oh, it's broken. <laughs> Whoops. Don't go. Don't go. <laughs> Sit down. Now, Gordon. about having one eye. Is that difficult? What happens when you <laughs> wink at someone? Do you go blind for a bit? <laughs> Does that mean instead of winking, you'll often do the thumbs up or a plain old-fashioned cuddle? Or do you, no, you just Gordon, do you wink the back. blind eye? Do you just wink that one? Do you love? I suppose what you could do, you could put a bit of sellotape on the blind one and just tug that down whenever you fancy doing a wink. I don't know. <laughs> it's up to you. It's none of my business. Here, send a load of emails to him, everyone, and get him to let me do an interview on him, because I'm, gonna, I'm putting together a treatment, actually, Matthew. I'd like to interview him. I'll just go, what do you want to do? Putting together for? a treatment? <laughs> this is a medicine <laughs> off me, Gordon. <laughs> Hey, Edward! Edward Norton! Woody Harrelson! This Would you like to drop your melancholy? <laughs> All your melodies are drifting away! <laughs> Alright, we'll, we'll talk about this Gordon Brown interview, what I'm going to put together on uh, BBC Radio 2, in a matter of moments. But oh, hang on, right, okay, okay, what? okay, what? okay. What? You're trying to make an interview on telly between you and Gordon Brown. Yeah. And you're pitching that to who? To... Uh, four. <laughs> <laughs> Two. What? I don't know, one of the channels. I can't remember. You, you've only done that to make yourself look important. <laughs> How dare you? you How are. dare you? Why are you going to ask him? 
Right, I'll say, what do you want to be a Prime Minister for? Is it just because you like the same reason I want to be famous, just for a sense of power? I don't reckon you do really want to serve people. Right, and what's question that, two? Get out and tidy up. Uh, where do you get your shoes from? Do you like my shoes? Well, but, uh, actually, you are such a little groupie for politicians. I remember when John Prescott was around. <laughs> <laughs> Prescott's in the building. Oh, God, I haven't done my makeup. Uh, I've got to go and talk to him. You ran over to him, didn't you? <laughs> Frightened him. He looked terrified. <laughs> he loomed over him. <laughs> oh, hello. You're the, oh, Christ, quick, get in the car. <laughs> well, I remember you from the... I saw you on telly after Big Brother come on. Oh, well, um, security! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, hold on, I'll tell you why it is. It's because they're in a position of power, and ultimately, Matt, celebrity and, like, you know, the media and all the stuff we're involved with, it's a load of old border dash. What we've got to do, ultimately, is progress to a position where we can make genuine decisions. Once we get a little bit of power, we gather a mandate around us, yes, then we can have a glorious empire! They don't dish out power like cake. They don't just, <laughs> you go and be their friend. Press one, go, I've got to make hundred decisions this week, but I can let you do two of them. What ones do you want to do? Um, roller skates and killing monkeys. <laughs> I don't, you know, uh, I think that, um, I, listen, no, I'm just going to put myself in that context and then I'll be viewed in that context. You That's bet. all you it is. You can't dress up and have huge hair and silly clothes. They won't take you seriously. You can't That's be. just phase one. That's just phase one. It took ages to get famous, didn't it? Remember all them years, dirt poor, trudging around? It was boring. You having to go and live back home for a bit. Now what we've got to do is make sure it don't slip away by getting in a position of glorious power. Now put them New York dolls on and then we'll talk about the revolution. <laughs> <laughs> New York Dolls Trash, which I'd like to dedicate to that little baby what dropped quavers on the floor. Does it say trash, don't pick it up? Is that what it's saying? Trash, Matt? don't pick it up. Yeah. Do pick it up. Do pick it up. Don't drop it. Don't drop it in the first place. I mean, don't pick it up if you ain't dropped it. How could you? You'd be picking, you'd be reversing time. It'd be senseless. Um, so, um, yeah, a few other things I want to talk to you about, Matthew Morgan, on our radio to show 88-91FM, russell.brand at bbc.co.uk, Turtle Bay Resort, send us gifts, I'll read it out on here, is, uh, I had to do a sex scene this week. <laughs> really? Yeah, I did actually, mate. And like, you know, they make you put right. Here's what I had to wear. You, had, you put on layers. I had one layer. Is what, you to put stop like, you getting a stiffy? Well, I don't know what the reasoning is, but you have to put your nuts and winkle into like a sort of a sack that's got a noose round it. You know, like that. I think thing that's that... never happened in film history. I think that's something. That's, <laughs> it's called a brand They've sack. For me. They've invented it for you. <laughs> He's, well, um, he is a pervert, so he's gonna get a stiff <laughs> through this, and we can't have the actress walking out, so let's build a sack for him. <laughs> you tie it up, it's like it strangles you. You, really? you know what? them pants what? I had once? Do you know them pants you yes. had once that had a pouch at the front where you had to put your wing William balls you through it? You didn't have to, you didn't have to wear them, and you didn't have to show me. <laughs> uh, well, well I did. Tell, what? Tell me, what? This is weird. You put your balls and your willy in this sack, then you tie up a noose around the end of it like it trusses them all up. You know when Saddam Hussein was executed and they put that hood over his head and tied it up around his neck? You it's a bit like that. You comparing the death of a man, a dictator, my... yes, but a man, mm. to your yeah. willy in a sack in a film. Yeah, I think it was are... wrong they killed him. I don't think <laughs> you should be allowed 
to meet Gordon Brown. <laughs> I am doing that, and I should be allowed to meet Gordon Brown, and I don't think Saddam Hussein should have been executed as a human being like you and me. And also, I don't think my ball bag should have been put in a sack that way. They should be out to swing out free and touch the actors on the legs if they feel like it. So what's wrong with that? And why is Edward Norton asked to be moved to another room because of complaints that he's been troubled on his balcony <laughs> by a man dressed as Jesus? Whoa, yeah, look at my willy bag. Is it like your one? Bet you had to wear one in American History X, didn't you? Yeah. Here, in American History X Factor, did you have a willy ball bag like my one? Oh, Edward! Edward! Oh, Edward! Get your hands off me! Edward, I'll see you at breakfast. <laughs> ball bag! It literally was a ball bag. I had it all trussed up right, and that's not even the end of the layers. Then there's an, and it's flesh coloured as well. So it looks like. You know, it looks like you've got a sort of a trunky willy. It looks like your whole nuts and willy is one sort of ball bag. And plus, that device... It's a new device, low for Radio 2, really, isn't it? It smelt like it had been worn before. It smelt unusual. It had an aroma to it that wasn't familiar to the, the smell of my own parts. Then you put on Which a fresh... Which stunk of afterwards. <laughs> the next afterwards. man who has that. Blimey. <laughs> The next man who wears that, it'll be a bit like the Jim Carrey film Mask. He'll have magical powers. His genitals will mutate into all sorts of wonderful shapes. He's going on a giddy adventure, that guy. Um, then you have to put flesh-coloured briefs on. And they're not really flesh-coloured. They're, the, they're the colour of bird's uh, butterscotch whip. <laughs> Remember? Yeah, butterscotch. I do, actually. Yeah. I quite like that. that was it's the, the colour of prosthetic sort of limbs. Prosthetic limbs, exactly. It's the colour of prosthetic limbs and uh, birds ain't, birds delight butterscotch flavour. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then you have to put the, so you put them pants on, then you have to do the love scene, right, and it's a bit weird, cos... Uh, Hang on, so th th is that so that you're, you're naked but you're not naked? So you look naked a right. bit, except okay. instead of genitals, you've got um, you've got a sort of just a nub. And anyone who's seen photos of me on May Day will testify that that's not an enormous leap, really. <laughs> Come on, don't be hard on yourself. You were on drugs then. I was on drugs then, and now I've got gorgeous genitalia. I bet they had to keep romping around the world. I bet they had to keep rewriting the scene because you. You're, you, now, I can still feel his erection through that, so... <laughs> okay, let's... He wears a suit of armour on his lower <laughs> half for the whole movie. He's a kind of... He's an unusual man that when he wants to make love, he just releases spores <laughs> under an umbrella <laughs> on an island a hundred miles away. <laughs> um, no, like, what happened... It's actually a little bit strange, right? So you go in there, it was a hotel room, and it's all sort of lit, and there's cameramen, and there's sort of makeup How many crew? people, and there's people... Probably 20 in the room. It's probably about 70 crew normally, but for this it was a closed set, so there's about yeah. sort of 20 people. And the actress, uh, Kristen Bell, who's in the programme Veronica Mars, which is like a sort of a bit Buffy the Vampire Slayer type programme, right? She's dead pretty and sort of little kind of a character. And uh, she had to wear sort of like these knickers that were made out of sellotape, and then like um, a bra that looked like it was made out of jelly. Like a jelly bra, right? In itself, it's a bit weird because you've sort of turned yourselves into human Barbie dolls, and there's a weird sort of atmosphere of tension which she dealt a with. Jelly sort of bra? Crying. What's that achieving? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's covering her boobs, and it's sort of also mate, it's sort of it's an, on top of the boob. It's sort of like the sort of thing you can imagine you'd stuff down a bra to pad a bra. I don't out want that guy touching to. me. I don't know what you're gonna <laughs> construct a bra made of jelly or what. <laughs> she was also wearing a sort of beekeeper's outfit <laughs> and carrying a <laughs> rifle. <laughs> <laughs> she was taking it very seriously. And uh, um, 
Yeah, but like, so then, like, yeah, she's got a jelly bra on, and, uh, like, and then underneath that, I, it later transpired, because they had to come off for a close-up. She had sort of, like, butterfly stickers over her nipples. And then, like, uh, we get sort of, you get sort of dead close to each other, and sort of you've discussed in rehearsal what you're going to do and that. But there's sort of, it's a mad moment, because I'm sort of like, she was laying, like, and I had to, they obviously uh, took my advice on positions, knowing that, as they do, that I'm uh, something of a sexpert. Uh, and she's sort of like, what position? <laughs> no, hang on, that's too crude don't go into it well no i'll just tell you the positions without making it sound rude what she was laying face down on the bed and i was sort of above her and then like sort of uh started off kissing her legs then sort of moved up her body and uh then but the thing that's a bit mad right is because the atmosphere is non-sexual because you're lit in an unnatural way and there's sort of a, an air of tension everywhere and then like someone goes I bet there is there's <laughs> <laughs> an air of tension and a, a police officer standing by the door. <laughs> the sound of Edward Norton sprint into an airport. Um, you know, but there is... There, like, is there an weird, animal but, wrangler there? Just, just uh, with a dark and a man with a, There's a fella with a fire extinguisher who just runs on every time someone says a cut, he comes runs over, sprays me down. Someone shot me with a dart. Um, yeah, like, um, it's weird though, because when they say action, like, it's like normally someone goes action and you either have to pretend to be listening to someone or say something, right? So when they go action and you've got to start going, oh yeah, oh come on, oh yeah, <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> what do you, so you're doing lines, what, is, is there lines in it, or is it... No, you've got to improvise it, because it's sort of sex lines, like, oh, yeah, come on, baby, yeah, ooh, ooh. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, Matt, let me do some whispers. I hope that doesn't make the cut. <sighs> come on, yeah. No, do please, Russell, it makes me sick. I'll take you love the off. whisper. I don't like it. Matt I feel invaded. Morgan, he doesn't like the little whisper invasion. Yeah, well, who's that down your phone telling you they love you, then? Hey, eh? if you don't like... Hunky getting... fella. <laughs> Who's that baby? Hello, babe. Just thought I'd call you. <laughs> he called you babes. He pluralised it. That's even more intimate. Yeah, that's like a bit babes. Weird, yeah, it sounded like I Mark might Reed. dump him. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, stop going out of my. Come on, Reed. get me sex. Phil Mitchell. All right, that's what the director was like. <laughs> <laughs> stop <laughs> trying to make it bigger. That'll do. Get on the set. <laughs> Get on with it for now. Stop, stop putting tissue down your willy sack. And then, uh, and then sort of, uh, well, you just have to do different sex moves. Fortunately, after the first bit, which was like quite naturalistic, it's, it's a comedy film. So I'm just doing like that. And my character uh, is a sort of a, a brash, arrogant show off of a character. Bloody hell. How did you get into character for that? <laughs> Well, I've What'd just spent time studying different people, uh, different animals at the zoo, reading Stanislavski, really. I've immersed myself pretty deeply, and of course I talked to Edward Norton a of lot course, about the, yeah. the different ways of getting into character. So, um, yeah, well, uh, like, yeah, so, I, uh, like, the later scenes, I'm just, I'm really showing off and doing sex in a ridiculously elaborate way and swinging my arms about and dancing and jiving around. So it's, like, that's easier. But the first bit where it's sort of tender, also, oddly, is I started to feel... Um, sort of a kind of sense of protectiveness towards the the Kristen because she sort of was all vulnerable, nearly naked Don't and stuff. Lie. And sort of mostly I bet he didn't. Did I did I did I thought. I bet he looked at her. She was all little, and he thought, <laughs> "I could crush her. <laughs> I could crush her under my thumb like an ant." <laughs> I didn't. I felt I felt sorry for her, and I was like, you know, always dead. Well, I feel sorry for her, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> 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 She's got a falsely sweetheart now, that poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's got... No, so, like, I used to pass her a sheet every, uh, like, you know, sort of dead, but not in a surreptitious way so people would notice. Between the takes, give her a sheet and that, and sort of... Give her a sheet? 
<laughs> she is a euphemism, which I call arse pinching. <laughs> Hang on at me. <laughs> what do you mean, give her a sheet? <laughs> to mean, mop up her, her up. tears, or what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, we put... so, so she was covered. So she was covered between the takes, you know. And it was actually, it was actually You're quite such sweet, a gentleman, Matthew. Yeah, I am. And I was sort of like, <laughs> cover yourself up, love. You're making us all feel sick. Hold up, love. Our clothes are like skin heads around fashion. Hey, that never goes old. That one. Always oh, it was funny in '88, and it's funny now. <laughs> no, I was sweet towards her. Don't you try and shepherd me towards the darker side of my character. That is not the way we get interviews with future prime ministers. He is now, the prime minister, um, by the way. Apparently. What now? He's actually the prime minister. He's in well, we've got two prime ministers. What's Blair then? No, they're in the. They've sort of passed the baton over. Gordon Brown is the, now the prime minister. Passed the baton over. Yes. You don't know about politics. The mace aren't involved. involved. <laughs> Black Rod, that fella, what turns up at Parliament <laughs> wearing tights undermines the whole process. <laughs> so, so um, do, listen, do you have an orgasm? Of course I do. Oh, well, pretend one. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I didn't. <laughs> I think I'm, of course I didn't. They, they, they slapped my hand away as soon as I started. <laughs> they, 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 one of them had a cattle prod. They pushed me away. <laughs> number of, Russell, we can't tolerate that. You've been doing very well in the film so far, but Kristen's got rights. She's a human being. Put the sheet over her quick. It's happening. <laughs> He's trying to get under the sheet. The sheet was a decoy all along. He's been touching her. The man's an animal. We thought that was very sweet. He's a beast. He's a beast. Um, oh, right, come on. Let's listen. Let's listen to the moans and try and get Noel on the blower. In fact, can you ring Noel because uh, I, we, I tried to do it from Hawaii and it's hard. Can we do it from here? All right, we're going to ring Noel up from Hawaii. We're going to listen to uh, the Ramones. Pinhead. 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 <laughs> the Ramones. Woohoo! The Ramones, you're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2 from the BBC. We're being joined by a very special guest. It's Noel Gallagher. Hello there, Noel. Hello, Russell. It's been a while since we spoke to each other. How are you? Yeah, I'm getting concerned about what I said last time. <laughs> 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 no, good Lord, good heavens, no. That, I found that very, very touching. I don't know if you remembered saying, uh, I love you. I was... Oh, I, I think the last few times we spoke, I might have been quite drunk, actually. Yeah, I think you were. But what I didn't like is when it was reported in the sun, it goes, uh, Noel jokingly said, I love you. I think it should have said, Noel lovingly said, I love you. I don't say those words lightly to anybody. No, I don't imagine you do. And frankly, I'm very, I'm very moved by yeah, the whole I thing. Mean, I I haven't got a lot of love to give because Sarah gets most of it and the kids and all that, but That's the, right. the little I have left, Russell. <laughs> I'd like always to think... in a little ashtray beside my bed for you. Thank you. That's that's very that's very nice to know. I still haven't had that pink Rolls Royce, an emblem of the love that we share. Now we've got I've a still got it, I've still got it. I want it, I would like it. Well it... when you when you bother to come back to England you might get it. I'll be home soon, round June tenth, eleventh, twelfth, around that sort of time. Now, now, you've been in Hawaii all this time. I've been in Hawaii, I'm making this film, it's going ever so well. I've done horse riding uh, I'm doing surfing. I have to. See, I'm playing a rock star. I've drawn very strongly from the influence of you and your dear brother. Uh, never mind all this about the film. Have you bagged off with any birds while you were out there? Oh, um, <laughs> bagged off. <laughs> have you? 
Oh no, it's difficult because I'm not famous out here, and uh, and also. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> ah, so that's what it's all based on back here, is it? No, actually, it's not because I was always a quite a credible womanizer, even pre-fame. I was able, you know, just through tireless hard work and very low standards, I was able to achieve <laughs> some incredible <laughs> figures. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, no, I've not been really doing that because I'm, I'm concentrating on the film, and uh, you know, I want to be successful in films, and they don't—they're not very tolerant of rhubarb in Hollywood. No, I really? don't know. not really. I mean. I mean, all right, Errol Flynn got away with it for a while, but look what happened to Fatty Arbuckle. Yeah, but, yeah, but he's a legend, wasn't he, Errol Flynn? That's right, and I think we could challenge, though. Once I've got my foot in the door, mate, I'll, I'll you know, I'll let them have it. I'll give them both barrels. I'll yeah. let them know where I'm from. But until then, I'm just, uh, I'm quite, I'm nice as pie. Edward Norton lives in the bungalow next door to me. He's, he's, he's birds. Um, his girlfriend is the producer of the film. Right. Yeah. Off with her, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not bagged off with anyone. The only thing that's been bagged up is my genitalia, because I had to do a sex scene, and you have to put your balls and willy into a little bag, and then pull it tight with a drawstring, so like your your head's your ball bag is like when Saddam Hussein had that bag put over his head and tied up, which Matt didn't like me using to describe right. it. Yeah, so you can't. My so you have to do that when you do sex scenes. Yeah, they're all bagged up, all trussed up tight, and then you've got a pair of pants on. I think they knew about my reputation, and they just, well, you know, it's like it was like having Hannibal Lecter doing the cookery thing. They just want to take a lot of precautions. You, you know, know, you know the bird you're doing the sex scenes with. Yeah. She have her <laughs> in a bag. And <laughs> <laughs> There's a nice little beep there for you to. Uh, <laughs> you can guess what dear Noel said. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, she she had to be quite heavily sedated before she'd agree to participate <laughs> in, in the scene. Actually, <laughs> she was walking around like a zombie for days. Dear Kristen Bell from the program. Hey, uh, well, listen, tell me this. You know, you know, you're doing your show now from Hawaii, right? Yeah, yeah. Is Matt in London? Yeah, Matt's in London. Yeah. Is there? Say hello. So he. All right, Matt. How you doing? All right, mate. Good. So he so he so he sits like a little lonely boy in the <laughs> studio with a microphone. Yeah, yeah. And at you six two in the morning, do 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 the show across the Atlantic. Yeah, he's not lonely. He's got G there, and he's got like a, an engineer. Normally, it's like the engineer Mikey, but today it's young Jamie. He's got people helping him out. Hey, you know. Matt, listen, well, I remember. I need to get your phone number off you because uh, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a tear up going on next week. And that's it. Like you on my behalf. You become friends. That, that'd become be lovely. Friends. No, I'd love to come. Right, we'll just get get my number off. He won't give it to you. I think he texted me last night saying, <laughs> I said, look, will Matt come? And he said, no, I'm not having that. <laughs> I'm not having you and Matt talk. talk. He reckons we'll be slagging him off behind his back. Oh, yeah, there'll be a little <laughs> bit of that. But... You poisoners, the tuperative men. <laughs> after all I've done, after all my dignity and honour, this is what it comes to. So it's your 40th birthday and you're having a bit of a shindig and you would like Matt Morgan to attend. Well, that's lovely. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I... Obviously, you'd be about fourteenth up on the top of the guest list. Thank but, you uh, very much. But because you can't, because you're not here, because you've gone all professional, mm. and you can't drink anyway. No, that's true. Um, no, I, I probably wouldn't have had a very good time. No, no, you're quite, you're quite right. It's, it's, uh, you know, you and Matt have a have a have a, have a lovely <laughs> evening. I hope you, I, I hope it goes very well for both of you. In fact, you know, perhaps you two should do this radio show together. Yeah. <laughs> Well, eventually it will happen, Russ. <laughs> it's going that way, really, isn't it's it? It's inevitable. It's going that way. Yeah, okay, well, well, that's lovely. What sort of party is it going to be then, Noel? Um, it's going to, well, it, it's not, it's not fancy dress, it's just going to be a regular, straight-up, northern, working-class beer pie. I don't think I don't think Matt's going to like that. Matt these yeah, days likes to swan around at, sort of at balls, hanging around with the bourgeoisie. <laughs> yeah. well, Matt's going to love it. It's going to be loads of birds there for him to stare at. Oh, what yeah. are you having birds there for? You're settling down, having a baby. No, I'm not. No, they're my friends. They're friends. They're not like 
you know, chicks. They're <laughs> friends of mine, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and Matt there went, no, I'm not, really quickly, in a desperate attempt to make himself accessible to the female market before realising I was actually talking to Noel, who is having a baby. I know, I got confused. So, <laughs> you ridiculous character. Yeah, I'll, well, I, I I'll hope bring you have a, a lovely lady. Time. I'll bring a lady with me, so there'll be none You'll of that. You'll take Sharon Smith. You'll take Sharon Smith, my stylist, is there. She'll keep an eye I'm on you. I'm the night, you know. Huh? I met her the other night. Oh, yeah, was it not? Yeah, see, she's a lovely woman. Did you get on with her? Was she nice to her? Yeah, she, um, we were at, uh, oh, I don't like to say this on radio, but we were at a, <laughs> an art exhibition. Yeah. And, um, she came up to me and said, I'm, I'm Russell's, uh, I'm Russell's stylist, and I was going, look, keep your voice down if I were you. I said, look, congratulations and all that, but. That is a what, highly treasured position. <laughs> yeah, what are you thinking? <laughs> hey, hey, come on, we've all seen the trophies, we've all so seen the guns. Explain to me the photograph that was in the sun, then. Well, what it was, Noel, I thought, like, since you said on this radio show, Russell, I love you, as you put down the phone, I thought, like, oh, well, actually, this is the truth. The sun phoned up, like, us and goes, oh, like, you know, we heard the podcast and you saying that you would send a photograph to Noel of you uh, in, a, in lingerie with I love you, Noel, written across your abdomen. Have you done that? Would you send that photograph? So the people from Radio 2 phone me up and goes, oh, can we have a photograph of that, because the sun won it. And me, because I'm in another country and thought, oh, I'd like to be in the papers, oh, I'd like to be in the papers. I did it, like a mug, right? And then they sort of printed it, and the, like, the headline sort of like, dick with a chick, or chick with a dick, or some sort of derogatory remark. And then, uh, then I felt all sort of self-loathing. And then the next day, they've superimposed your head on my body, and I must say, you know, you look very attractive. I know. Hey, listen, you know, is that a real tattoo that says ecstasy on your abdomen? No, it's not. That's part of my acting tattoo for this. I was this... going to say, because I was, I was just saying, what an absolute <laughs> knob if he's got <laughs> ecstasy pointing to his balls. <laughs> and I said, I was going, do you reckon it's real? I was going, no one, I, I can't say no one. It could be and it could not be. I don't know. I'd like to think that it isn't, but it probably is. No, no, it's not real. I'm, I'm... Just get on. What? No, Don, you just said you was to take the piss out of me if it were true. Yeah, I know I would do, but, but I mean, I'll take the piss out of you anyway. That's true. There's no avoiding that. All right, fair enough. Well, okay. Um, while we've got you on the phone, Noel, let's perhaps resurrect the failed item that we tried in the past, Noel Gallagher's controversial corner. Noel, what do you think about uh, Paris Hilton might have to go to prison? Do you think she should be let off? She should, shouldn't she? No. <laughs> no, it's, I'm, not, I'm not because it's Paris Hilton. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I want nothing against her, but there's one law for everybody. End of. End of. One lot. But hold on, but in her position as a celebrity in that, she'll have a harder time in jail, so Good. shouldn't she be given clemency? Good. That's not all she'd be given. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Okay, fair enough. And oh, oh and incidentally, a, a baby was fined 80 quid for dropping quavers in the street. Uh, is that a reasonable fine to give a baby? No. <laughs> no. Where, where did this happen? Newcastle, probably. Um, I think it happened in Crawley, which That's I believe... Outrageous. It's in West Sussex, yeah, but, you know. Eighty quid. Yeah. That's outrageous. You should get a column in the Daily Mail, actually. No, uh, week in, <clears throat> week in, week as you as you approach let's the autumn listen, of your not, life. Let's, <laughs> let's not pour petrol on that particular fire. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any any of that nonsense getting out. So how come you're up so early? I've got a soccer AM. Okay. Because it's cup final day here today, yeah. <clears throat> and um um. Yeah, uh, I'm getting uh, going on soccer. I am. So, as a Man City fan, uh, a Chelsea United final, where do I don't know who do you hate most? I don't. What do you What do you want to happen? Obviously, I'd like Chelsea to win, but I'd like it to go 
all the way to extra time and penalties, and I'd like Chelsea to win one nil on penalties. So it's a right. So you want it to be a torturous affair and an yeah. embarrassment to I'd, the game. I'd like it. I'd like it to rain all day. Right. And uh, but I'm praying that Chelsea win really. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Okay, well, I think we've rounded up the state of the nation. Oh, should Prince Harry be going to Iraq? Prince Harry, should he be going? He was never going to go anyway. All that thing that was in the paper saying, oh, he's going to do his duty, you know, there's no chance. Yeah, do you think it was a lot of flannel and propaganda? Was. Yeah. When he's in the paper saying, yeah, well, you know, I'd love to go. Well, you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Matt, Matt gets behind all things like that. Matt's very easily manipulated, not like me, a true revolutionary. Um, what does Matt think? Well, Matt goes. Matt thinks. Oh, Matt feels all sorry for him, didn't you? Well, I don't know. I think I've, maybe he was going to go, but maybe because he's so out of touch and deluded. Out or, of touch and deluded. Or he's gone. Yeah, he's mad and he's royal. Yeah, he is. They have like he did terrible at his exams. Matt laughed at me when I said this. He, <laughs> ain't, he didn't get any GCSEs and he ballsed his art right up. And one of his teachers had to do his art exam for him. Oh yeah, it that was didn't a big make scandal. The fact that he was pictured on the front of an national newspaper dressed as a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by actually make him mad. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that didn't help. And the thing, and, 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 and the thing about that story, the best thing is, is, is his security guard who took him, his quote was, "Oh, you should have seen what he was going to wear." Oh really? <laughs> God, what could it be God, then? What, what could it possibly have been? What's more offensive? What's, what, do you know what I mean? Mm, Fred West, maybe. I've got, actually, I've got a mate who looks exactly like Fred West. That doesn't surprise me, Noel. I wouldn't surprise me to find out that you visit Rose West in prison and write down her babblings for lyrics. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me remotely to learn that. And uh, finally, Gordon Brown, as Prime Minister, will you be repeating your... Oh, this is actually a really professional question I'm about to ask you. Watch this for a brilliant bit of radio. <clears throat> I've ruined it a bit now by this build-up, but nonetheless. you Now, of course, famously, know at the height of Britpop, you visited uh, Tony Blair, lending uh, the call of that particular pop movement to politics at that time. Will you be repeating that with a visit to Gordon Brown when he finally inhabits number 10? I, I wouldn't have thought so. Oh, well, I mean... got a little bit carried away back in the 90s, didn't Does it? Does he get swept mm. up in it? Uh, I think every, everybody got swept up in uh, Oasis and the Labour Party and, you know... Yeah. You know, what we're left with is a rather cheesy photograph. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No one escapes that with any credit, no, do they? Now, I, I, Not really. I want to interview Gordon Brown because, you know, I think it would be good. Do, uh, do you think it would be good? It would be a yeah. laugh, wouldn't it? He's not got much of a personality. I think, you know, to be quite honest, for all Tony Blair's faults, I think I think in about five years' time, uh, people will realise that he was uh, he was he was a good prime minister because he's got he had charisma. And you see these two on the telly, Cameron and what's his name, Gordon Brown. And they're just, mm. you know, yeah. I'd be better than them. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, uh, perhaps you a would. A year it'd take me to sort the country out. One year, 360. I'll probably do it 364 days. Actually, probably have Christmas Day off. I think it would be an absolute bloody sham of a nation <laughs> if you were <laughs> left in charge. I'll tell you what, I'd make, make a mega mayor for London. I think, I think the, the, the I think that after about the first week, the whole nation would look like the cover of What's the Story, Morning Glory. It would just be disarray and chaos. You can't be mayor. Stop nursing Why? some plan to Why become not? mayor. Why can't I be mayor of London? Who said? Well, I think it'd be the most right. boring job to do, I reckon. Yeah, there's a lot of admin, Noel. You wouldn't like it. No, you're, no, because, no, into, you know, you're saying that in theory. That's because the people who are mayor are boring. <laughs> I'm not boring. <laughs> what are you going to do? Be a big bonkers mayor with a gold chain off going around <laughs> doing blow-offs at school assemblies? Oh, well, I, it would just be party central, mate. For at least, well, until I got kicked out of office, which was probably about <laughs> after the week. But for that week, it'd be brilliant. All right, well, OK. <laughs> I'll ban your show.
There's fair enough. I'll tell you I what. Ban you. <laughs> fair enough. Not ban our show. This I'll show ban is. You. You, <laughs> <laughs> you won't ban me. The people won't allow it. There'll be outroar, uproar, outrage <laughs> on the streets of London. People will be everywhere. There'll be blood spilt. Come on, man. Use your loaf. Make me your deputy. Form a pact. You're definitely getting. You're. You're definitely getting the ban. Don't, because that'll end up in a newspaper now. That a little bit. They might not even well, use that you bit. Were. I mean, you, you, right, you, you talk about saying, "Oh, I want to get to pay," but you actually <laughs> do want to get to pay. <laughs> we spoke about this off air. You're like, "Oh, like, can I say something controversial, like, so we can get into it?" <laughs> <laughs> in it, like, you know the score, innit? Yeah. <laughs> That, listen now, I'm listen. Uh, we'll be doing this at my party next week. Me and Matt going, yeah, any, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Good. I'll be like a spectre. I'll be like Bankwell's ghost, which is a reference to Macbeth, which you probably don't even bloody know. Uh, I'll be up, my up, <laughs> my presence will be everywhere, all over that oh, party. Are you me a present? Nonsense. Rhubarb. <laughs> it could all go hang. Yeah, hey, I've had a go at you in my column in the Guardian. So before you start attacking me and saying that I can't be mayor, oh, I've got media right. outreach. Listen, everybody's listening to this. This that was just a cheap way of getting people to buy the Guardian. That's all that was. <laughs> yeah, it's good actually. It's too late now because this is uh, night time. It's too late you to. You can still oh. get it. <laughs> you can still get it. I'll tell you what, it'll be like bloody Armageddon if you become mayor. I'm against the idea. Right, now, well, let, right, all right, well, let me tell you this. Yeah. I'm going to go and buy the Guardian now, right? And if there is any derogatory <laughs> comments about me on there, you're getting it on Soccer AM. <laughs> 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 oh, no! And that's live. Right? There's no editing going on there. You're getting it. <laughs> what have you said? I might ask, you, you can admit it now, and you can after punishment. You're not me yet! Who do you think you are? <laughs> lording it up chance. over That's me! It. You've had your chance. Admit it now, and you can have half your punch. I goes, uh, Noel Gallagher came out as a bisexual on my, on my radio show, and he'll probably, <laughs> instead of answering questions about the FA Cup, he'll probably spend the whole time trying to grope Tim Lovejoy's face. Oh, you are, go oh, I'm gonna destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, hopefully, it's gonna be so powerful, Russell. You won't know what's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nonsense! Do your worst, Gallagher! <laughs> now, don't do nothing nasty. Come on, I'm out here. I can't defend myself. I'm away in a wire doing me acting. I've got my, oh. my genitals are tied up in a sack. I've not even got my most famous lethal weapon to hand. Come I'd on, show that. a bit of I'd, compassion. I'd that if I was mayor. <laughs> well, we all look forward to those glory days. Noel Gallagher, you have been a glorious guest. I know you don't, don't like leaving the radio show till you decide, but, you know, we do need to wrap up this radio programme now. Is that all right? Are you ready to go to Soccer AM? I'm ready to go, but before I go, Matt, give us a call if you want to come to this party. It's going to be great. I want to come. I'm going to come. I'll give you my number. <laughs> Right, cool. Right. Give my love to the adorable Sarah for the few last months that you're with her before I snatch her away from you as she part of my. Go with you, Russell. Of course she would. She won't. You're entering the autumn of your life. Before too long, you'll be a doddering old twerp with a ukulele. <laughs> 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 right. Above your genitals. You'll be grinning toothlessly in a tube station <laughs> in a couple of months, <laughs> singing Wonderwall <laughs> for pennies. <laughs> she thinks that you. She thinks that you think that down below the the, the knicker elastic is is ecstasy for women. <laughs> she thinks that you think that. <laughs> so. 
You keep peddling that propaganda, but it's not going to get you into the London Assembly, let me tell you. Fa oh, listen, I've <laughs> only just started today. I'm going to limber up now, you're going to get it on Soccer AM. <laughs> right, okay, yeah, well, I'll, I'll get someone to set Sky Plus, because I tell you what, you you pull a knife, I'll pull a bloody gun. You <laughs> you send one of mine to the hospital and I'll take my nuts out of its little willy bag, and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll unleash hell, I will. <laughs> Once that string's untied, Noel, there's no telling what'll happen. All the oh. way from Hawaii. Right, you, you get, I'm gonna get off now. Go well, and read I'm the Guardian. Now. I'll chat to you later then, Noel. See you later. Take See it you easy. Later, I'll, send, I'll send you Matt's number. I'm not really that insecure. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, I am, I know. All right, All right. Noel Gallagher there, cool. everyone. Bye, what bye, a fantastic bye, bye. guest he's been. Oh, what, so there, there he was. Oh, Give him my number. I wanna go to that party. That'd be good. I want to go to the party. I want to go to the party. What shall you I wear? <laughs> Don't you betray me. I will right, Noel's gone calls. now. Ah, dear you! You got some nerve! Alright, let's, um, yeah, I think you'll have a lovely time. It'll be very nice. I'm very happy for you. I, I hope that you, uh, replace Bonehead and go on tour with him. <laughs> now, um, what, what should we play? Should we play, um, um, what have we got? Have we got we've got to there? play the very end of the show, mate. Oh, what? The show's nearly over? Yeah, we've got to get G up. Right, okay, well, um, I hope you've enjoyed this show. It's Russell Brand from Hawaii with Matt Morgan and our fantastic guest, Noel Gallagher. Thank you, all of you, for your presence, for your emails. Thank you for making this show lovely. I hear the crusade to get back to number one is, it oscillates, is what I hear. It goes up and down that chart, but we will reclaim number one. We'll fight our way to the top. Now, to summarise yet another fantastic show that you've made possible for us, it's our poet laureate, Mr. G, everyone. <laughs> woo, yeah, all right, oh, okay, atmosphere from across the globe. Yeah, woo. <laughs> Okay, this poem is called The Quest for Number One. If I happen to claim that just over the rainbow was a fabled place called somewhere, would you glance at me strangely or allow me to explain though how you too could be unable to come here? It lies amidst the littered crisps and newspaper clips in a scrapbook and consists of impressive gifts and bikini kisses while a dirty vest with a twist is more Matt's look. Phew. Come take a walk with me to explore bags without beans or balls within bags for a brand-sacked shag scene. Captain Caveman screams, give her a sheet in case exchanging the corn gets too painful. So join the patrol as Russ, Matt and Noel search for radio gold somewhere over the rainbow. Woo! 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 Mr. G there! All on the mic, all in one take. Fantastic work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, it's going to be another fantastic show next week. Join us here. Listen to the podcast. Get people downloading the podcast. Support your radio show. Support the revolution. Send emails to Gordon Brown. Come on, let's build something magical and magnificent together. A glorious new state over the rainbow, like Mr. G said. You've been listening to Russell Brown. Matt Morgan, Mr. G and Noel Gallagher on BBC Radio 2, 88 and 91 FM. Here is some news. At 11 o'clock now, this is Andrea Simmons.